Hello, welcome back to another episode of I Totally Get That, the podcast that gives unsolicited advice about life, friendships, dating, and all that good stuff in between. I'm your host, Nat, and I hope you're having a fantastic day. Let's just get the housekeeping items out of the way. If you haven't already, please follow or subscribe to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It really helps my podcast out a lot. And if you feel so inclined, please leave a positive review. I would greatly appreciate it. I am facing a bit of a dilemma. And a part of me keeps telling myself, okay, girl, like there are bigger problems in the world. This is really not that big of a dilemma. So you need to just move on and stop stressing yourself out. But then the other part of me, this is kind of like the little angel and devil on my on my shoulders. Do you guys remember that when you would watch cartoons and if the main character was struggling between whether or not to do something good or something bad and then they had like a little mini angel version on their right shoulder and then a little devil version of them on their left shoulder. I feel like that's me right now. <laughs> um, but I, I keep reminding myself that Sure, okay, there may be bigger problems in the world, but then again, I need to not minimize the problem that I'm facing right now because my feelings are valid and it's okay to be feeling frustrated or um, maybe sad or just kind of confused about what's going on um, because it's okay to feel things. Like humans are meant to feel emotions all good and bad and confusing. (laughs) But before I drag this out any further, I saw my ex on a dating app, aka the only dating app that I use, and the dating app that we met on. (laughs) And I feel like my heart dropped when I saw it because it's weird thinking about somebody that you used to love trying to find someone new to love. And I think another layer to this is that we're still really good friends. Like we, I would say he's still one of my best friends because we didn't necessarily end things on bad terms. Whether or not, you know, he was the best partner or made the best decisions, um, as a friend, I think he is absolutely wonderful. And we both just understand each other in very um, unique ways um, that I hadn't experienced before we met one another. And so I think we both just don't want to um, end the friendship or the connection that we had just because the romantic side of things didn't work out the way that we had hoped. And I think just seeing him on the app or just actively trying to find somebody else, I don't know why, but it still just kind of hurt because a part of me feels very competitive (laughs) and maybe that's a little bit toxic, but I want to move on first. And I think people could probably relate to that. Whether or not you and an ex ended things on good or bad terms, I think it's just a lot easier when you can 
find someone new or make another romantic connection before your ex because then you're just way more occupied with that new relationship and that new spark and you're not comparing where you are in life um, to your ex who like has moved on before you (laughs) and I think Maybe this is kind of weird, but uh, we have also talked about this. Like, it's going to be so interesting to navigate. And I don't know how we're both going to react to the time when we both find new partners. I don't know if our partners are going to be in support of this because it is a little bit uncomfortable to be with a partner who is very close with their ex unless they have really defined boundaries and have respect for one another's relationships and their partners right if if that's not present in the friendship then I just don't think that things can work out I mean my relationship with this guy that was kind of an issue that we had I shouldn't say kind of it was an issue that we had Um, He was best friends with a woman who had feelings for him before we started dating, before we met, and I think she still had feelings for him when we were dating, which just put a huge strain on our relationship because she relied on him for everything, and it was just... It was just not cool because I think he would hide some things from me because he didn't want me to feel some type of way about it. Like, um, I won't go go into detail. Maybe I shouldn't air out my dirty laundry. But I do understand, um, I do understand both perspectives. And so I'm like, oh, I don't want to be that type of woman who, um, you know, is putting a strain on someone else's relationship because, you know, I'm choosing not to respect my friend's romantic relationship. Like, that just does not sound cool. I don't want to be that person. And so, yeah, sometimes I think about what is it going to be like in the future? And I don't want to admit this, (laughs) but I'm one of those people who anytime I face a problem, I will Google the issue and see what people are saying online what blogs are saying, or most of the time I end up on some deep, dark Reddit thread. (laughs) But sometimes I will say Reddit people have some really good advice, and you can just find some very, very specific experiences that people have gone through that are very relatable. But I feel like this issue is a little bit unique because a lot of articles that I found were... People who saw their ex on a dating app and were upset because they had just recently broken up with their ex and they were like, how can my ex already be on an app like two weeks after we broke up? Like that's so messed up. And I'm like, well, doesn't that mean you were on the app? (laughs) Like how did you find out that he was on an app? And why are you upset about it? If you too are on the app, that's how you found him. It's just like that doesn't make any sense. Um, I shouldn't be judgmental, but I don't know. A lot of the articles were about that. And I feel like my situation is a little bit different. 
um, because we are on good terms. So it's just been interesting to navigate. And I know I'm probably not going to bring this up. It's just going to be an ele the elephant in the room with my friend and I for a little bit. Because a part of me is like, mm, he probably started getting on the app because maybe he felt me trying to distance myself a little bit. And not because I'm upset with him or anything, but because I think it's really difficult to move on and try to um, pursue a new relationship if you are so tied or codependent on an ex um, because it's like you're not will it's like you're not giving your, yourself space to move on whether or not you want to believe it or not and so I have been just trying to yeah just give myself a little bit more space and time to um, focus on other things, um, put myself in situations where I can meet new people. I, you know, I've been going to events by myself, trying to put myself out there because I think when you go to things by yourself, you are automatically just a little bit more inviting. Whether or not you're a friendly person, I think I, I am a very approachable person when I'm with people and when I'm not with people. But as far as like when it comes to dating or meeting a romantic interest, um, I feel like guys are more inclined to want to make a move or talk to you if maybe you're by yourself. Because if you're with a group of people, it can be intimidating, rightly, which rightly so. That makes total sense. Um, like I went to um, an event not too long ago and... It was kind of cool. It was such a boost to my ego because a couple guys had hit on me and one of them really stood out to me because I could tell he had probably been trying to gain the confidence to say something to me because we were both standing in line for something. And then when it was time, you know, for when I was like getting ready to leave, I was like, he noticed that and he... um he just started talking to me. He was like, oh, like, um, like, what are you, like, are you waiting for this? Or like, you know, how long have you been here? Blah, blah, blah. Um, not in a creepy way or anything. And then he's like, oh, I just wanted to introduce myself. My name's blah, blah, blah. I think you're really beautiful. Um, you're like just a very attractive woman. And I was like, wow, like that is so nice. <laughs> it was such a boost to my ego. But I don't know that that would have happened if I was with other people or if I was with, you know, a gal pal of mine. Um, so that was really, that was really fun. <laughs> I think thinking about have my ex being in similar situations or like thinking about my ex actively trying to find someone new is just weird to think about. <laughs> um, especially because I feel like I know him really well. And then when you see someone that you know really well on a dating app, I feel like you become even more critical of what's on their profile. <laughs> it's like, you're like, mm, that's not how you look in real life or that's not true like you don't really like those things or this is like I don't know it's just weird um so yeah that has been my dilemma recently if you have any advice love to hear it um not my proudest moment of something to share but I'm sure there's people who can relate to this type of thing yeah.
that I have tried to put myself out there <laughs> I probably shouldn't even be saying this to the world because I'm like god has it really come to this but I got an email to apply for love is blind <laughs> oh lord I'm like how did this how did they even find me I don't even know um how I ended up on this email list but I was like hmm I'll click on it this is probably spam but I'll look at it and it was actually a pretty robust application. I want to say it was like 70 something questions. I was like, dang, like they really vet these people, um, which is interesting because sometimes when I see the people on the show, I'm like, how, how did you get through the casting process? But then again, I'm like, well, clearly they ended up on the show because they cause drama and they're a little bit immature. So they were probably able to figure that out through how they responded in their application or the interview process, whatever it was. But uh, yeah, I decided to apply. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, what better way to move on than going on national television and allowing millions of people to see you try to fall in love with someone else? Um, but yeah, we'll see. I probably won't ever hear back. But it was a pretty intense application um, to the point where it asked for three references, three personal references. They're like, provide someone's name, their relationship with to you, and their phone number. And I was like, okay, I was like, this is this a job application or like a TV show application? Um, I always wonder how I would how I would do on a show like this because I think in theory we'd love to say oh if I was on the show I would do this or I would never say that or I can't believe they did that but then I'm sure when you're in this situation it's kind of like you're in a whole different universe because usually you don't necessarily have access to the outside world you can't see what's going on on social media you don't have like a it's not happening live so you can't really see what people's reactions are to like what you're doing um you never know how you're going to be edited like you might be an absolutely amazing person and then you do one not so great thing and producers can create a whole narrative around you that you are just a monster and that is how Pete, the world will perceive you um, based off of, you know, a couple minutes or maybe an hour of footage that was pieced together from like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage, which is kind of scary to think about. But I don't know. I think it would be fun to be on one of these shows. For me, the way I think about it is it would be a good way for me to challenge myself and just put myself out there. Um, like there's just no way to hide. And I think the majority, I'm sure, of people who are on the show are looking um, to do the same thing um, or they just want something similar, which would make things a lot easier. I know people say that like, OK, well, if you go on one of these shows, clearly you want to get famous or you want fame. And I don't necessarily think that that's the case for everyone. I think I mean, I don't know, maybe I'm just weird, but I do think that, <laughs> ooh, especially if you live in LA, um, it is very difficult out here because people are, are very, very interesting and unique. 
um, in the dating realm of things. Um, so it's kind of like, okay, well, maybe this is my last resort, trying to go somewhere where I know that I'm sure the people who are casted were casted very intentionally to match or be just very compatible with other people that have been casted. Like, that's the way I think about it. I'm like, okay, well, hopefully... Um, after they get to know me through like the casting process, they would be able to figure out, okay, um, she would do really well with someone like this. So um, let's cast this guy because they'll probably get along or something like that. Like, I feel like there probably is a lot of thought that goes into it, which is why every season, I think there is at least one pretty successful couple. Um, but I don't know, maybe that's just way too optimistic of me to think that I would be the lucky one to find someone that I'm very compatible with and end up very happy with. <laughs> um, I don't know, I'm just very hopeful. I think um, being on Love is Blind is probably just a lot different than being on The Bachelor because The Bachelor is just a lot different in the sense that Ideally, there's only one person out of, I think they have usually like 25 or 30 people that is that is very, very compatible with the lead versus on Love is Blind, there's just a better chance of you finding someone because it's a smaller pool of people and I'm sure you they've all just been vetted a little bit differently versus like on The Bachelor. So on The Bachelor, a lot of them who are casted are casted because connections that they have because they're an influencer because they look like a model they match you know the the um european standard of beauty that we have in america so i don't know i think love is blind just is a different concept and of course they have to create a cast of people that are going to be entertaining like if everyone was casted for the sake of like, you know, having some finding someone who's very compatible with them, who they fall in love with, it'd probably be a bit of a snooze fest. So I will admit, I'm sure they probably cast people just for the sake of drama. But I don't know, I'd be I'm optimistic that maybe I'd be that lucky person who would um, find someone very wonderful. But then I also think about I'm like, oh my gosh, imagine be going on the show falling in love with someone and then you meet them in person and you're not attracted to them man that would be really really rough like I would not want to experience that because I'm not good at hiding my facial expressions and it would probably be very very obvious and I don't like to hurt people's feelings I am such a people pleaser and so it would be extremely awkward to have to let that person know or just kind of like help them figure out that mm, I don't know if I see the physical connection here um but yeah I don't know I don't know why I'm like thinking about this so hard like I'm gonna get a call from the casting producers <laughs> anyone watch the love is blind reunion because that was a lot. Um, I'm disappointed that Netflix wasn't able to follow through and have a live reunion because, yeah, that was pretty bad. They're probably trying to compete with other platforms like 
Amazon or I'm trying to think, I don't know, other platforms that are able to do streaming services and have something live. I think Hulu does that sometimes. Sometimes they'll have something live, like a live special. Um, but yeah, I feel bad for whoever's responsibility that was because I am more than sure somebody got fired at Netflix or somebody got in huge trouble for not being able to execute what they promised thousands or probably millions of people. But I, I don't want to be a hater, but Vanessa and Nick Lachey, I don't know if I'm the biggest fans of their interviewing approach. I think they're probably wonderful people in real life, but it just felt sometimes like maybe Vanessa was trying a little bit too hard um, to, I don't know, it was like try to present herself in like um, like the cool aunt or something. Like you shouldn't have to try this hard. It should just come naturally, queen. Um, and then just the way that she was interviewing some of the cast members was interesting. Like I feel like she went really, really hard for Marshall. And of course, Marshall is not perfect. Like he has said some things to Jackie when he said he viewed her as a project or I assume they didn't say it, but maybe he called her, um, a, I think he called her some type of slur or he said, like, was implying that she looked trans or something because of her jawline, something like that. I feel like um, Vanessa came really, really hard for Marshall, but when she interviewed Josh and Jackie, she was just kind of like, oh my gosh, kind of like, we're besties and you're amazing and you look beautiful and thank you for being here. Um, but it, like she didn't, I don't know, I feel like she didn't grill her as much as she should have for some of the behavior that Jackie, um, Jackie showed on the show. Like she just was not, of course, yes, there is an edit and I'm sure there were a lot of things that were left out. Um... But Jackie was just, like, such a toxic partner. I feel like she wasn't supportive. She, like, whenever Marshall tried to do something for her or tried to be supportive, she would always just try to blow things out of proportion and take one thing he said out of context and just get upset about things. And one thing that I thought was interesting was that I think it was one of the the first um, breakdowns they showed that she had, I think it was when they were in Mexico. Um, like she started crying and then Marshall was like trying to be supportive, supportive of her. Um, but I heard on a podcast, he was talking about, I guess on that day, um, her mom, Jackie's mom had called her producer and talked to her about like something that was going on at home in her personal life. He didn't go into detail and share what it was, but that caused Jackie's reaction to just start spiraling and start crying and things like that. Um, so I think there's probably a lot of things she was dealing with that ignited this like really ugly and toxic behavior. But at the same time, I'm like, this is not an excuse to be awful to your partner. Like your partner is someone that is there to support you and help you and love you through difficult situations. And instead I feel like she took everything out on him. 
And I'm convinced that she cheated. I don't know. I know she says the timeline is not what it seemed on Love is Blind. But I high-key feel like she, of course, went to see Josh before her dress, the, the bridal dress fitting. And when she met up with him... Something probably happened. They probably flirted, which to me, I don't know. I feel like there's probably some type of emotional cheating going on, which I um, I still think is cheating. Um, I know other people see cheating like as like it has to be something physical, but I don't know. I think she was just like one foot out the door from the get-go. And... The fact that she didn't show up for the dress fitting when she probably knew. I feel like she probably knew way long ago that she was not going to go through with the wedding. And instead of just trying to call it off with Marshall or trying to just like be honest, she just chose the worst way to go about things, which is really sad. And... I don't know if that's because Netflix probably holds them to some type of contractual agreement where they have to try and make it to the altar. And if they don't make it to the altar and reject um, their partner at the altar, if they don't want to get married, then they have to pay a $50,000 fine. I read that somewhere and I was like, holy cow, that is a lot of money. Um, I don't know if that's true or like, you know, what the validity of that is, but I'm sure there's probably some truth to that. Of course, they want people to make it to the altar um, because someone saying no at the altar is going to cause drama and then, you know, that's going to be entertainment for the world watching. But I feel like in this situation, it was just like, oh, Lord, please, girl, just end it. Just walk away because you are just causing this man so much more pain and stress than you need to be. And at this point, it's just like problematic to continue to gaslight him and say inappropriate things and try to emasculate him in more ways than one. Um yeah, and just, yeah, Jackie is just, I think she has a lot of growing to do. She needs to be in therapy. I mean, everyone needs to be in therapy, but I think she for sure should probably prioritize that. Um, I know the show was filmed over a year ago, but still, it's a little bit concerning. I was super disappointed too because Jackie didn't show up to the live reunion. I was like, ugh coward <laughs> like at least if you're not able to fly in or wherever to the studio for the live reunion at least call in via zoom live so that they could ask you questions on the spot and marshall could respond but instead it had to be a pre-recorded thing i was like oh goodbye <laughs> um yeah that was interesting but yeah I think Vanessa didn't necessarily handle that interview as well as she could have um trying to think who else was in Paul Paul was interesting I never really had any type of you know negative feelings towards Paul I thought he was I mean, he wasn't my favorite, but I was indifferent to him throughout the show. But on the reunion, I was like, I don't know how I feel about this man. I feel like he just says a lot of words and there's like nothing to gather from what he's saying. He just says a lot of likes and a lot of or he what he probably perceives as being a big word. 
Like, what did he say? He said, like, cerebral. I think he described himself as cerebral or something. I was like, okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't know. Something about him on the reunion just didn't sit well with me. Not that Micah is innocent. She has made some questionable choices as well. But I thought it was kind of sad when he said the reason he didn't want to say yes to her was because I guess she doesn't have a nurturing side to her. He just couldn't see her as being a mom, which is low-key pretty disrespectful to say and really sad. I think a lot of women... um, you know, yearn to be a mother, just have um, that nurturing part of them. And I think, I mean, she said that she wanted to be a mom, like that's something that's really important to her, uh, being an only child. And so Paul saying something like that, I'm sure he knew that it was hurtful to say, but it was just really sad. I was like, dang. And the fact that she didn't know that until later, like he didn't even expressed that to her was very interesting um and then when they showed that clip at the end of paul tapping one of micah's bridesmaids butt when he walked out the door i don't know how i felt about that i was like i feel like that could be that might be being taken out of context um because sometimes you know when you're walking out of a room you might tap someone like kind of like when you're like at a bar or something you're at an event and I don't know why but guys always feel so inclined to like when they're moving behind you to get through they like put their hands around your waist or they put their hand on your back and it's like no you don't need to touch me there you literally don't need to touch me at all like what get thinks what makes you think you have the right to touch my body in any type of way and maybe that was like that type of situation like he was just like being a really gross guy and felt the need to tap her but then I don't know when I saw how the bridesmaid reacted like she had like a little bit of a smirk on her face I was like hmm I don't know just given the way that Micah's friends were throughout the season I was like I don't know if these girls are really your friend's girlfriend um, so that was kind of weird, but I feel like Micah will just go hard for any of her friends. Um, whether or not they looked really bad on TV or said anything problematic, I feel like she will defend them till the end of time, which maybe, I don't know, maybe they've, maybe they're not really that bad, but they were just not perceived in the best way. And that little video clip, I was like, holy cow. And also, how do people pick up on that? I would have never noticed that. But I feel like social media is just, they're on it. They always find any little thing to bring up and just really dissect and analyze. Um, so that was kind of funny when they brought that up. Um, but yeah, I don't think Paul was painted in the best light. Um, i trying to think, okay, who else? Irina. Now, Irina, I will say I... I think I feel bad for her more than um, I just think about how problematic she is because I think she is the way that she is just because of her deep insecurities about herself. And of course, being insecure about yourself is never, ever, ever an excuse to be as disrespectful as she has been to other castmates, especially Zach. I think she was really disrespectful and when they brought up the fact that 
as soon as I think she left um, the honeymoon, she had messaged Bliss and told her, like, girl, you dodged a bullet. And then minutes after that, she messaged um, Zach and said, oh, I'm so happy for you that you guys are engaged or, like, that you're with Bliss or whatever. I was like, that is so – That is those are the moves of a snake. That is such snake behavior. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I don't know. She just – I think she's just a very unhappy person and there's probably just a lot of things about herself that she needs to work through. Granted, I think she is one of the youngest people on the cast. I think she's like 25 or she was 25 when they filmed, which is pretty young. Um, Of course, it's not an excuse to be the way she was, but I don't know. It's always hard for me to accept people's apologies on shows like this because I always wonder if what they're saying is genuinely coming from the heart or they're just or if they're just saying something that their manager said that people probably want to hear um yeah so it was just a little bit difficult for me to read whether or not she was being genuine and even when they uh Vanessa brought the attention to Irina to begin um the interview that she had with her I think when Irina was like she started to get choked up before she said anything and then people in the audience started laughing I was like dang that was kind of mean like people were so cold like cold-hearted I mean I don't know. Maybe producers prompted the audience to laugh, kind of like in sitcom television when they have signs that say laugh, applause, boo, or, you know, something like that. Um, But it could have just been an act. Maybe she was faking the tears. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I think she just has a lot of work to do. I feel bad for her. Because I'm sure you have to be a really, really, really sad person to be so mean and cruel to people. But I am I am happy to see how much Bliss has shown her grace and just given like expressed forgiveness. Like it doesn't seem like she's hateful or anything or just like holding a grudge towards her at all. Um, despite the fact that Irina was really disrespectful to the man that, you know, Bliss really loves. I just thought that was very big of her. And I was like, see, this is how you deal with situations like this. When you cast people who are mature and a little bit older, you know, people who are not 21 or 22 to go on these types of dating shows, you're going to have mature reactions like the way Bliss did. Um, which maybe isn't always what people want to see. People want to see messiness. They want to see the drama. But I don't know. It was just nice to see a little bit of a healthy reaction to that. Um, who else? Who else was in the hot seat? Micah was in the hot seat as well. Um, when they were talking about her and Kwame... I don't know how I feel about Kwame and Chelsea. I was surprised that he said yes at the altar. And I was expecting them to show up to the reunion broken up. Because for some part of me just feels like Chelsea is really, really trying to force the relationship or just prove to America that they are happy and they are perfect for one another. Um, I feel like she tries to like, overcompensate is not the right word but I don't know something about it just didn't feel natural to me 
And I do feel like she was Kwame's second choice. Like if Micah had said yes to Kwame, he would have totally gone for her um, instead of Chelsea, which is really sad. Um, but who knows? Maybe I feel like maybe Chelsea and Kwame, they just really didn't want that narrative to um, become their story. And so they maybe rehearsed a ton before this reunion so that they came off in a more positive light. But if they are truly happy, I'm glad to see that. But of course, nobody is going to compare to my favorite couple, Tiffany and Brett. I love black love again I mean I just love love in general but their relationship is just so beautiful and just seems so pure and respectful and I'm like wow that is that is the example um kind of reminded me of Lauren Speed Hamilton and Cameron Hamilton from season one I feel like the love and love is blind producers are probably really trying to live up to the beautiful relationship that started in season one with Lauren and Cameron. And that's just really hard to do. <laughs> um, but I think Tiffany and Brat come in a close second, not to compare, but like, I mean, Lauren and Cameron are really hard to compete with, but it was really beautiful to see them. Um, and then the last comment I have, I'm sorry, but I really didn't like how much Vanessa Lachey was, pressing whether or not um any of the couples were planning to have a baby soon i just kind of felt like that was a little bit disrespectful a little bit invasive and like especially in 2023 like there's so many women who struggle with infertility and ivf and all of that and so forcefully like making people answer the question when you're gonna have a baby are you already trying to have a baby it was just too much I was like girl just back off like you don't know what these couples are going through behind closed doors maybe one of the couples was already trying and has already failed or maybe one of those couples has struggled with infertility in the past and so having children is just not something that they want to discuss with the public it just seemed very it was too much it was way too much. I was like, did nobody like look at the questions, review her questions before the live show? Like, did she just go rogue? That's the, that's what I want to know. And I know that they had Bartise. Um, they had that little video showing him with his baby and asked like, who's going to be like the like next love is blind parents. And I was like, okay, but still... I don't know. That doesn't really take the heat off of Vanessa and how much she's always pressing this question. Because I feel like she does this in every season. She's always saying, who's going to have a baby? Because we need the first love is blind baby or whatever. Um, she even did that in the ultimatum. I was like, girl, like, relax. Just relax. Relax. Simmer down. Um, that was That was too much. <laughs> but oh my gosh just seeing people's reaction online of Van about L Vanessa Lachey was really really funny I think Nick I don't know maybe I don't really have as much of an issue with Nick I feel like he was a lot more um chilled out in comparison to his wife um and her interviewing skills but I don't know I think it needs they need to be polished a little bit more um especially when it comes to these uh, reunion episodes because that was just real real cringy to watch but maybe that's the vibe that Netflix producers are trying to go for at 
these reunions, but it was just woof. I was like, oh, I cannot watch this. Um, <laughs> but I'm happy that I was able to watch it. I'm glad Netflix got it together and was able to post the reunion um, because I was really looking forward to the live. But maybe next year, maybe next time for the next season, they'll be able to do that. Despite all of the cast members and the hosts being, of course, a hot mess express, I love watching the show. I think it's very entertaining. And of course, I love love. I love seeing all of the drama unfold. It's very entertaining. Um, and I always wonder too, like, what would people that I've dated think of me on this show? Like, how would I be perceived? <laughs> I always think about that. That would be very interesting. Um, but anyway, that is all that I have for this week. Hopefully you enjoyed my scatterbrain thoughts. If you liked today's episode, please make sure to like, subscribe, follow this podcast, share it with anyone who you think would enjoy listening to my content, and give me a good rating on Spotify or Apple reviews. And with that, I will talk to y'all next time, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye!